Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Nathan Seiler, and I'm joined alongside Dominic Appleton, right here. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, how was your weekend, man? Oh, it was awesome, bro. It was fantastic. Lots of glory stories to tell, and I um, ate some delicious food, had some pad thai um, from Syme House, which was amazing. Love Bloomington food. How about you, man? How was your weekend? That is beautiful, man. I'll be honest with you. I just came back from uh, from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So mm. if, uh, if any of the uh, University of Wisconsin Stephen Point missionaries are listening to this, shout out to you guys. You guys mm. are incredible. Uh, it was a blessed. It was a blessed day. It truly was. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I had the diet of about. Um, you know, like at five years old, whenever you like dream about like, oh my gosh, like one day I'll be able to eat like ice cream whenever I want to, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, so uh, I get up there and we, we have this brunch, um, which is just remarkable as for all the students there. Um, had a waffle taco, um, mm. it was a waffle that I made um, with some whipped cream that Tessa made and, and some blueberries and some strawberries. So about one of the healthiest breakfasts you can ever imagine. Uh, <laughs> and then right after that, we got some ice cream. And it was just mm. remarkable. So my, awesome. my, my five-year-old dreams became dude. Like that. that why stop at five, bro? Like that is my my dream today. That sounds like an amazing meal. Oh my god! Exactly, Probably bouncing off the walls for the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> also, I had about four or five cups of coffee. So we're, we're that's we're, right. That, yeah, you gotta have the coffee. You gotta yeah, dude. That's oh my uh, gosh, that makes so. Yeah, cool. you're listening to uh, to Iron Sharpens Iron, and uh, mm-hmm. and what we're, what our goal is is uh, is to share stories, to share life. Uh, to share faith in an effort to lead hearts closer to Jesus Christ. This is our second episode, Dom. How are we feeling? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um, especially because today is story time. I get to tell some stories. And if there's one thing I love to do, to do <laughs> it's to tell stories. So this is going to be so fun. Today is my That's testimony. And I cannot true. wait to share it with you all. Um, so that hopefully you guys can feel a little bit more loved by God. Um, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, first of all, to all of our listeners uh, as well. Um, like I said last mm. podcast that you guys have so many different uh, podcast opportunities to listen to out there. Uh, and so we just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. Mm. Um, know that we have been praying for you and fasting mm. for you, um, very intentionally. And so we'd also like to say thank you for all the support um, that we got after the first uh, the first podcast. Um, I don't know about you, Don, but I can't even begin to tell you what that means to my own heart, just to know that people are listening and that yeah. in some way, um, Christ is speaking through us in some way. It's amazing. It's so great. And I think especially because like this podcast has been an invitation for others to, to be the face and the voice of Christ to us. The things that we have been receiving, Nate and me, just from our friends and family, it's just like... I should have started a podcast a long time ago because <laughs> it's just, people are just praying and shedding so much wisdom in our lives that just so much grace has come from this for us. So we're so thankful. Really, um, it's such a beautiful opportunity to be able to speak together and to share it with you all. Amen. Amen to that, Dom. And seriously, yeah, thank you all for uh, just reaching out to us, uh, letting us know that you are listening. Uh, that means so much to us, and it just gives us so much uh, so much joy uh, to keep doing this. So um, we also want to just start this uh, this podcast by just saying that we are not 
spiritual directors. We are not spiritual leaders in any sense of the yeah. in any sense of the word. Um, so what we do talk about on this podcast uh, in regards to faith, in regards to our relationships with Jesus Christ, um, yeah. it might not apply to your life, and that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, take yeah. what is spiritually good for you away from this podcast, and hopefully, it leads you somewhat closer to Jesus Christ because that is the ultimate goal. Um, but again, our experience are not your experiences so we just want to lead uh, with that also super quick before we get into dom's testimony which i am so <laughs> excited for um it is this if you guys notice that dom sounds immaculate today what, what right. did you do over the weekend dom? nate we bought microphones and <laughs> mine came mine came i think that that's because the lord knows that I needed good audio. I think last time my audio struggled a little bit. I have an old computer and I tend to talk quietly when I get really excited about the faith or just get really deep into conversation. And so now I have a microphone. And so hopefully you guys can hear me. And I'll also be talking like this to make sure that everybody can hear me. I'm just kidding. So the rest of the podcast is going to be great. Um, it's, it's going to be awesome, but I, I have a really nice microphone. Nate sounds good. Regardless, I'm sure his will be coming and then he'll blow me out of the water again. And I'll have to get an even better microphone. We'll keep on doing this thing over and over. <laughs> okay, this is why we're actually doing Dom's testimony. That's, that's uh, right. That's right. I'm, I'm next because Dom just sounds so much better. Uh, this week, no, um, no, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And, and whenever he plugged that microphone in, you wouldn't mm. believe uh, <laughs> so hopefully um we're, we're, we're slowly upgrading um i need to i need to call jeff bezos and just like say hey what's up buddy you know where's where's my microphone because uh we got a podcast to record so right um, right you know what i mean i need that amazon prime buddy you know what i mean come on <laughs> like two hour shipping come on that's right yeah uh, we need got we have shows to record i mean come on <laughs> exactly so it's just a question. Get you sound incredible and i cannot wait like, to hear your story dom would you amen lead us off with prayer Yes, sir. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord Jesus, I just ask today uh, that you may show everybody listening and Nate and myself just in some way today, whichever day we find ourselves listening to this, um, just how much you love us. I think um, just how unconditional your love is. I want everybody just for a second, just to kind of close your eyes and to see just Jesus, you know, just imagine you're standing on the top of Golgotha, right? The hill, the place of the skull, and you're seeing Jesus walking up that hill, you know, he's carrying the cross, he's beaten, bruised, he's wearing his crown of thorns, and he looks up and he sees you. He doesn't see anybody else. He doesn't see all of humanity. He just sees you and you alone are enough to make him continue to walk up that hill and give his own life for you. You alone. That's how much he loves you. He is a warrior for you through obedience. Lord Jesus, I ask that you may reveal to us all the moments in our lives in which you are fighting for us, in which you are pursuing our hearts, in which you are making us feel and know that we are not alone. Lord Jesus, I invite you into everyone's heart today. And I ask that you may do all the things that you have done for us again and tenfold and give the graces you've given to me, to everyone listening tenfold, and to Nate tenfold on everybody else so that we may continue to spread the gospel and to more importantly, grow in relationship with you. 
the intercession of the Blessed Mother, and through St. Joseph, Lord Jesus, please bless this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Donald. Dude, that was beautiful. Um, let's get into it, shall we? Um, yeah, dude. Um, the first question I want to ask is, dude, tell me about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Why do you have faith? Wow, Nate. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think, in essence, it's it's first about it's 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 a relationship that is it's just so it's like the most sustaining thing in the entire world. I think it's and it goes back to what I said last week. Dude, this is oh, my gosh, I, I wanted to start going off about this, but I it's just God makes you indestructible you know and and not by through human strength he doesn't build you up to be powerful or so that you can do all these things and through that you earn his love or affection he just freely gives it you know like and through that free gift just learning how to accept that and and just realizing it like that love and free and unconditional gift of love it's just so powerful because it is all that I have that, that you need in your life. I just, Oh my gosh, dude, I, I can talk about all the instances in which Jesus has romanced my heart, but it, it comes down to the fact that his relationship is what makes me whole. You know, it's, it's the God sized peace in my heart that, that I'm looking for. And, and in, in the past, I've definitely searched for it in other ways, you know, through sports or through, um, different activities and I can go through my full testimony soon. I hope that's one of the questions. And I, uh, but, but I think when it comes down to it, it's, it's God is, is asking me to give up a lot for him. But every time that I do so, it's like a weight is lifted off my shoulders. It's, it's like, I don't have to carry something alone anymore. And it's, and I think in a lot of ways, that's, what's beautiful about, being in a relationship with God, you know, just being able to, to, uh, to have that example in Jesus Christ and to have that example in the saints. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I think for, as when I was growing up, I think there were a lot of moments where I felt alone and, and you don't feel that way, like with, with Jesus, like, it's just, he is the one thing that you can place as a centerpiece of your life without destroying it, you know, <laughs> which is amazing. So, so yeah, dude, I mean, I think in, in all honesty, I love Jesus just because he is, he is like my cornerstone. Like he is, he is the one thing that's, he's the one surety in life. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is the only, he is the one thing from that all else flows from, you know? And so like, it's just, it's loving Jesus is like, it's like loving myself. It's like loving my friends, like loving everybody else. Like that is where it all stems from. It's that first love for God, you know? And it's just, just, it's just knowing that somebody loves me as much as God, like just knowing that God loves me, like just, I, th- I think in my prayer life, God has been, I've been fortunate enough and he shows, he's trying to show this to everybody. I mean, he loves everybody so infinitely. Um, but just seeing the ways that God loves me and, and learning that, and I'm going to continue learning that for the rest of my life, but realizing the strength and the power and the recklessness of God's love for me, it's just, it is, it is just the only natural response to love God. You know, like I think 
like the father just is, it's the example of the father and the son. Like the father just gives out love on the son and the son just responds with love. You know, he doesn't do anything crazy. You know, he, he, he doesn't have to like, he, he didn't have to die on the cross to, to be loved by the father. He, he was begotten. He, from the beginning, the father loved the son, you know? And, and it's, it's just that same way with us where it's just that free gift of love. And the only natural response is just to receive and return with love. It's just beautiful. You know, I, I just love it. <laughs> we love love. Honestly. I love love. <laughs> I love what you said about that because it, it, it is, it, I think it does come down to this reality of love, right. Yeah. And being, so fully captivated by the beauty of God, but mm. also what you said about the, his reckless love for us. Yeah. You know, we, we mentioned in the last podcast that we were, we were children of God, mm. Mm. just this reality of like, he has these children. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the, like the gospel passages of like what mother would, would, would forget the child. Boom. Mm. Right. Mm. You know, it, it, like he has carved us on the palm of our hands. Right. Yeah. He loves us immensely. And he loves us with that reckless just mm. agape mm. love right yeah um and, and I, I i think the temptation too is to like search for that love in things that aren't god yeah i think you mentioned that yeah. in, in some sports maybe some yeah. other things in life so i would love yeah. to hear kind of what brought you to this point um in a way like what 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 is your journey to get to this relationship uh, that you have now with jesus christ yeah dude um i think um just 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 as like a uh a precursor to that just as like a precautionary like so there's like a lot of a, of discipline in it from from the lord and i think like there's a bible passage like what good father doesn't discipline his child and it's like like what you said we're children of god you know like and like like the lord is is it, and we're also reading in the bible of the year you know like how like the lord allows like you know like the bad things happen in the old testament to kind of get so for this, his people to get a clue, you know, shout out to father Mike. He's doing a great job explaining that. So I don't, so I actually can understand it, which is amazing. <laughs> but, um, but, but so, but it's, it's like, there's, there's that level of like those, those, the sufferings I'm about to explain through my life. Like, I'm so thankful for them, you know, because God doesn't want those things to happen, you know, but, but it's, it's, it's through that, like the isolation, those sufferings that I, I'm, I'm reoriented. You know, I realize the trueness of the fact that these things won't provide me with happiness. And instead, it's just God that will do that. You know, like it's just like it's the discipline of God, which is how he allows the things of this world to be that the way that they are, you know. And so but but so that's that's a tough pill to swallow. And it's a lot of there, there are there's a lot of things in here that are that are difficult. But yeah, but here we go. I'm going to jump in. I'm not, not difficult in a crazy sense, but, but, but yeah, but it's just like, it's my life, you know, it's, it's boring. Maybe that's the biggest difficulty, but here we go. <laughs> I, I doubt that. I doubt that. Yeah, no, no. So my, my upbringing, my relationship with God was good. I, um, I grew up in a very Catholic family. Um, my, my grandparents have started a website dedicated to the blessed mother called marytv.tv. Um, if you're listening to this, please, yeah, yeah, give that a listen as well. And then um, my uncle started a podcast called Shadow on the Water, which has some great content. So look that up as well if you can. Um, it's it's you're listening to this podcast. Stuff. Go ahead and give this podcast a listen. <laughs> That's right. The Bible in a Year podcast, you know what I mean? Right, and the Bible in a Year. There, there are plenty of good podcasts out there. And so, <laughs> so I had a great deal of spiritual direction, um, but. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, I, 
I think growing up, everybody has to make their faith their own, you know? And I did a, a good job of that, I think, in some ways. So I was homeschooled for a couple of years. My mom was, she wanted to be a nun before she um, felt the call to be a mother. And so she was in Slovakia for a little while. And so I can't wait to ask her about that on her motherhood podcast. It's going to be such a cool story. Her story is awesome. Soon. Coming up soon. Yes. Coming up soon. I cannot wait. But, um, but so she, so she was a great, um, kind of leader in the faith for our family. And I loved being homeschooled by her, but I was initially pulled out of school because of like, you know, like anxiety issues and different mental health issues when I was like in third grade, which is far too young to be dealing with any of that kind of stuff, which is tough. But so, so that happened. And then I went back, I, I kind of, uh, grew out of it, went back to school and for my high school or my grade school and high school years, it was kind of like sports uh, were my God a little bit, I would say, where it was just like I was I would pray, but I would pray just as a means to an end, like the vending machine of prayer kind of mentality where it's just like I'm going to pray so that I can do good on this test yeah. or that so that I can um, do well in this football game and not mess up, you know? And if I do those things, then I'm going to be like, okay, sweet. I did it. And then I'm not going to pray for a while until I have to do those hard things again. You know, so you're and telling me God's not a vending machine. Doc. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm glad I figured that out. Eventually that God is in <laughs> fact, not a vending machine. <laughs> I'm so glad like you ask him for a mountain dew and he just right. like, pops, like right. drops it from the sky. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Let my love be enough, but I really want a Mountain Dew. I know that's, that's, (laughs) oh dear. But, um, but yeah, so, so I, uh, so I did that and, and, and I, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, I, high school was good. And like, even, even though, um, you know, I, I didn't have like the relationship with God that I have now, um, there were still aspects that I'm so thankful for, um, like there was like, you know, I wasn't just a terrible person. You know, like I could see God working in my life, even when I wasn't coming to the table in relationship. And you can look back and see all the ways he was romancing your heart. And it's like, oh, like what? Like, I didn't have to do that. Like, wow, I wasn't bringing anything to the table. And yet here you are. <laughs> one, one thing that I think that I did was good was we prayed a rosary pretty much every night as a family. And, and there is no cheat code to the Catholic faith. But if there was one, it would be the rosary. <laughs> um, uh, one of the priests at St. Paul, Spain and I were talking about this before, but they were like, um, two of the ways to, uh, for somebody that's not a Catholic to convert to Catholicism is one, try to disprove Catholicism, which I think is really cool. If you talk about people like G.K. Chesterton and um, C.S. Lewis, some of the smartest people um, in England during like the middle of World War II, which is a really turbulent time, uh, they converted to Catholicism by trying to disprove it or well, Christianity, C.S. Lewis was just a Christian, but G.K. Chesterton, who is like maybe one of the, he's written some of the smartest stuff I've ever read. It's um, he, he, he converted to Catholicism and, and he was at first an adamant atheist. Um, so, so it's, and so that, that's a tangent, but the other way is by praying the rosary, just a simple prayer by praying that your heart can be moved towards Catholicism. And so it, it is, it is a, such a powerful prayers in so many mystical ways. And the blessed mother is our mama. She's my mom. And so, so she like, it's like every Hail Mary is a rose that you place right at her feet, you know, and, and it means so much, even if it's prayed you know, without full intent or, or knowledge behind every single word, you know, like she will work with what she has because she is such a forgiving and loving mother. And so, so I, I encourage you to pray your rosaries. I'm sure that 
when people listening to this do and high fives, if you do give yourself a high five because you deserve it because the rosary is awesome. And so, so I went through that I went in high school and I went to college and I didn't have sports anymore. And so I needed to kind of find a new thing to fill that like God sized hole in my heart. And I started to like, I joined a fraternity. I had a relationship that wasn't very holy. And all of a sudden, some of the, um, the same kind of tendencies, um, the same kind of anxieties from my past started to creep back into my heart. And I was like, what is happening? Like, this is like the worst. I did not feel good, you know? And um, as, as they do, since they were um, kind of founded in the Lord, those things faded away, you know, like the, the relationship and the fraternity, like they just didn't think goodness, praise be Jesus. I kind of had those inerrant values where they, I just had those breaking points that I wouldn't go past, you know? And when they got closer to those, like the, I, they would kind of fall apart or I would just be feel so hurt or, or mad or angry or whatever. Yeah. And I just take a step back, you know? And I remember one night I had this picture of we, we, my, my, my roommate and I and a couple of our friends had gone like, uh, poster shopping for posters or whatever. And I like, Oh, I, I found this picture like Beyonce. I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. This would be cool. Like all oh, my fraternity bros would like it. Like big Beyonce. Yeah, guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on my wall. And then I remember that night I just tore it off the wall and put a picture, uh, put a, um, a crucifix right where it was right next to my bed. And I was like, I don't care what people are going to say. I don't care what my friends are going to say. Like I am, unapologetically for Jesus. And in that night, it was, it was a beautiful consecration to the Lord. And, um, and from, and that was, so that was an awesome moment. And then I started kind of letting God pursue my heart and it, it was awesome. Just kind of just starting to actually have a relationship where there's more than just asking God for things, but, but, uh, hearing him, you know, listening and responding hearing how much he loves me and believing it. There are a couple of quick stories. After that, I, um, I met one of my, you know, one of my best friends, Kirsten, you know, Kirsten Roberts, who, um, I pray for still her soul every single day. She, uh, she was one of my closest friends and she, she was actually one of my first holy relationships where she was a very devout Christian, not a Catholic, just not a denominational. And she, um, taught me so much about the faith, um, taught me so much about how to have a relationship with God, excuse me. And it, I think like it just open-mindedness, I think was one of the main things she showed me and just to be able to see Jesus Christ in every single person I meet, you know, she was a, a black woman, you know, and, and had a very different perspective on life than I did in a lot of ways, you know? And so, so hearing her story and yet seeing how she still remains so strong in her faith, despite all these troubles and the uh, hardships and even the social ridicule that she felt because of her political position associated with her identities and all that, kind of, all these whole, whole things. And then, to, so she had already suffered so much and she was my, uh, such a spiritual leader. And she, I remember taking her to the hospital one day for chest pain. And then that night she contacted me and said, um, she was crying. She says that she had stage four cancer yeah. and yeah. And then the next year was a, uh, was a super challenging time of seeing her, um, her body kind of, uh, give up on her pretty much. And that was hard. Um, but I think, and I struggled with that a lot because I was like, Kay is like one of the holiest people I know, like, like this is not God disciplining his daughter, you know, like, cause like there isn't like, she has done nothing wrong. She does not deserve this, you know, but I think 
what I realized, it was so beautiful. Excuse me. What I realized was that God's love smooths away all the inequities that the sins of this world provide. God's love smooths away all the inequities that the sins of this world provide. Like sin is unjust. It is unfair and it is very horrible. But God's love frees you from that because he loves Kay just as much as he loves me. And in that love, it's an infinite good. Like realizing that you desire nothing more. All the little sacrifices of the lack of health, you know, the, the pain, like, and it's a lot, you know, there are going to be bad days, but like it is minuscule compared to the good that she has been given for really from God. So in the end, it's, it's not, it's just, it was an invitation to realize how much God loves us. And the fact that even if these things don't seem fair, it's because we have a different orientation about what the final goal is. Yeah. Like for me, I'm just like, well, my, like the final goal is like what to get rich, have a family, you know, like, like, or just like to have a good successful job. No, the final goal is to become a saint, you know, and Kay can do that just like I can. And her suffering, it's not going in vain. You know, like it is, it is redeeming souls. It's, it's converting her heart, changing her heart and changing the hearts of others. Just beautiful. And so it was, it was awesome and a, a beautiful experience to be able to see her do that. It was awesome to go through that and to still be so strong. She's still like to the last day, she was so tough. And then, yeah, she, and so she passed away and I still keep in touch with her family, but just, just seeing that was just amazing. And now I can't do anything dumb because she's going to be mad at me. She knows everything that I do. She's going to be mad at me from heaven. But so, (laughs) (laughs) but so, so that was, that was great. Um, Just being able to walk that, that road with her very, very hard, but very, very great. Just so, so fulfilling. And it definitely made me want to be a doctor 10 million times more. Yeah. After that. um, Yeah. I think the one other thing that, so two more things in my relationship. And then I have to let you speak, Nate, because I'm, my mouth's getting all dry. I'm talking so much. <laughs> but, Evan, Evan Williams that's, whiskey. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, dude. I mean, so two things. So one is that my relationship with my girlfriend is huge. Um, she, like, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, it's a holy relationship. And in that it's, she's calling me like so far higher, you know, like it's, it's the first holy relationship I've ever had. And that's so like, it just really is so beautiful. Um, because Sarah, my girlfriend, Sarah prayed a prayer before we had even met. She said, Jesus, I want to be so clothed in you that the person who pursues me won't be able to pursue me without pursuing you first. Mm. Boom. Whoa. What a prayer. And she was right. That's incredible. When I, oh, it's an awesome prayer, dude. It's an awesome prayer. And, and when I started dating her, she was right. I was just like, I have to get my act together because this is a holy woman. <laughs> and I, better get, I better start living my life in a right relationship with God because shoot, right? Yes. Yeah, man. And, and so I, I really did learn a lot about um, um, God through Sarah and just being with her and trying to be the man that she deserves called me higher. It's true. The final thing 
<clears throat> my uncle, who is definitely very strong. So, so my uncle and my dad, my dad is a super, just, he's like St. Joseph enough said the dude is awesome. But my uncle is, he, he, he was talking to me once. So he's the guy that um, is the podcast. He does encounter ministries, which is healing services. And he leads pilgrimages to Medjugorje. So he, his whole life is dedicated to the Lord. And he said, um, he was talking to me about an exorcism that he participated in where he saw somebody that was possessed and he was assisting them and, and helping this person. And he was, he saw that I was like freaking out. (laughs) He was describing me this and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is absolutely petrifying. And and he saw me, he was like, I was was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't afraid. I was not afraid. Mm. Because I'm a child of God. Yeah. Like he just kept on saying that because I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. And I was like, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're a child of God. I hear this like in every single like Christian song that I that I that play, you know. This is not news to me, Uncle Mike. Thank you for <laughs> and then <laughs> a couple hours later, I drive all the way back home from my hometown in South Bend to Bloomington. I'm sitting down in front of the computer, just doing homework or whatever. I don't even know what I was doing. And I just like stopped and I was like, whoa, I'm a child of God. Yeah. Like it just hit me differently. Just it was a reorientation of my heart. And it was like, I'm a child of God. God has dominion over me. He sees something in me that is good. He doesn't have to love me, but he does you know, and he does. And there's nothing that's going to change that. I am his son, you know, like I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. And for the rest of the week, all I could say was that in prayer, that was all I could say. I didn't pray a rosary for a whole week. I, feel, I know that's bad. I, just, <laughs> I said that like a million times. I'm a child of God. And like, it was, it didn't just stop there. It just showed me all the ways that sin had kind of like gotten a hold of my heart and like started me to and like, it revealed to me the ways that I was judgmental and oriented towards comparison and jealousy without even realizing that I was so. And it was like my eyes, it was like when Saul turns to Paul and your, your scales fall off from your eyes. Mm. Like it was this beautiful realization where it's just like, Oh my gosh, like, why do I think about this person this way? Or why am I like rooting for somebody's evil instead of their good in this instance, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, um, and it was just powerful. And, and so, so that's been great. And, and I've, uh, since then I've been on trips to all over the world, kind of orienting my heart towards the Lord, Peru, Medjugorje. And, oh gosh, I think if, if you, if you take anything from this story, I mean, testimony means to do it again. You know, like I'm telling you this because like we share these stories, not because it's just like, oh, look at how cool this is. Or like, this is how God's influenced my heart. Isn't that so awesome? No, it's because like you share these stories because you're asking God, do it again in your life. You know, like there are a million ways in everyone's life that they can point to the fact that God was working. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for it, you'll find it easy. And by saying those things, you lift others up and you help them kind of realize the ways that God is working in their lives. And you call upon the Lord to do it again, to do it again for them. You know, it's, it's testimony, do it again. And so I'm just asking Lord Jesus, like, 
Like, just do this. Like, do it. Do this, and every everyone else is hard. That's listening, and and thank you for all the ways that you have, because you have, you know. And so, so yeah. So I I just think it's exciting. It's just such an exciting thing to be able to share your, your testimony. And so, so yeah. So I, that's my story, at least. Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I just want to stop for just a second and just say thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, mate. And I hope I hope the listeners were able to take something away and, and apply it to their own hearts there. Because um, mm. you, you, you truly do have a beautiful story, man. And the one thing I've, I've noticed about Dom for the past, what, three, four years I've known wow. you? Wow, yeah. We're getting old. We're getting old. <laughs> I think I see some gray starting to come in. That's uh, right. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I've noticed uh, about Dom in the past mm. three or four years is, is just his joy um, around mm. the thing. Right. He, he approaches each day uh, with just a, mm-hmm. a certain level of joy. Uh, Father Mike was actually talking about uh, a woman that he knew um, that it kind of exhibited that joy um, mm-hmm. that, he, that he had met. And uh, it, was, it was his her joy was rooted in the fact that she chose Jesus Christ every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't, you, you don't choose joy by, by choosing joy. You choose joy by choosing the source of joy. Mm. Jesus Christ and so I Amen. immediately I was like that's Dom that's Dom right there you know <laughs> what I mean um, but also your story with with Kay too because I saw in that in, in that year right where she was diagnosed and she was suffering the way that you showed up for her the way you showed up um, for her family I was like that's that's Christ working in the world right there right um, and then the other thing I wanted to break down too just really quick was what you said about Mary because I, I don't think Mary's role in any of this can be on, underplayed enough mm-hmm. really. um like she is yeah. incredible and and Carly and I were doing true devotion to Mary right now. And uh, we're reading about like 10 pages a week. It's a dense book. Um, <laughs> it's so incredible. Um, yeah. And one of the, the things that just is always going to stick with me is just uh, St. Louis de Montfort just talks about mm. this reality that like Mary is the, the surest, the safest and the fastest way mm. to the heart of Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. That, no one will ever love Mary more than Jesus. Amen. Right. And I was sharing this with you, Don, whenever we were in uh, South Bend. Yeah. This reality that um, and I think this was Father Don Calloway that was uh, he, he did a talk on, on Mary at Seek 2019. And he was talking about how like the assumption, right? Like, why, why was why was Mary assumed in heaven? I was like, mm-hmm. think about it. Christ is God. Christ came into the world through the womb of virgin. Mm. Womb of Mary. Right. She yeah. has divinity living inside of her. Mm-hmm. So she was the first monstrance. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just remarkable to think about that. Like whenever you honor Mary and whenever you love her as your mom, that yeah. you're actually, it, it's like looking at a monstrance on the altar. Right. Yeah. Because there's divinity. There's divine cells mm-hmm. in her womb. Amen. Right. Man. So it's like the, the, the closer that you get to the heart of Mary, the closer that you, get to the heart of Jesus Christ because mm. everything that Mary did in her life. Yeah. Glorified God. What is she, what does she say in the Magnificat? My soul gives glory to God mm. and everything. Right. And we can do a whole podcast on Mary, honestly. So I, <laughs> I just wanted to briefly mention that because Amen. the closer in every single saint throughout history that, that you've noticed, right. Every single saint has a devotion to Mary. So, um, just just thank you again for for sharing that, Dom. Um, I wanted to I wanted to hear too. So, um, 
I'm sure it wasn't all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and daisies and all, <laughs> you know what I mean? Amazing things along the way, unicorns, whatever you want to, you know, throw out there. Um, yeah. what, were some, what were some challenges? What were some roadblocks maybe uh, that you've experienced in your own faith journey? Yeah, um, dude, for sure. Uh, first off, man, thank you for um, for lifting me up. Uh, that was so nice. And I cannot wait until next week because I can make I can make a whole episode about all the ways that Nate is amazing and how he's impacted my life and the lives of others. And uh, and yeah, this the, the, the initial following of this podcast is largely due to the fact that Nate has, has touched so many people's hearts. And so so that's amazing, Nate. So we're so thankful for you, man. But yes, dude. Um, oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to describe how much um, yeah, uh, dude, don't even get me started, bro. Now I'm just gonna talk about how 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 much a relationship means to me. But but let's <laughs> okay, so let's let's dive into the challenges. Um, yeah, the challenges in my relationship with God. Everybody struggles. Um, and I think uh, uh, one of the main ways that I've struggled is a is a lack of trust. You know, and going back to Mary, I mean, look at the trust and the surrender. Like she is like the first full yes to the Lord. Like Lord's like, all right, I'm gonna you know, you're going to conceive and bear a son. And like, she's like, all right, like this is the yes. And like, <laughs> and, and like that is like her surrender and her acceptance to the will. Like I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Like just, just do what, let it be done to me according to your will. Like, like that is, it's just so beautiful. Um, it just, just, just her ability to, to surrender. And, and it's, it's something that I need to pray more and more about. I think, yeah. And so, so just surrendering, I, I think in a lot of ways, I, I, I fight the will of the father and, and not in like, like outright, I want to do what's not true or good, but I think it's just like, um, being stressed or having anxiety about his plan for me. You know, I think yeah. one thing that everyone can do here at some point, if you haven't already, is just pray surrender novena. The surrender novena is awesome it is so awesome it hit, it it hit really different is. it hit different i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's dude amazing. it's it, it is it's it's amazing it, it's indifferent <laughs> but but it's it's uh it's great um it, i think the surrender novena and and things like it it's it's god's calling you to to really just I mean, it's calling me to like, to really just, just to relax in the Lord and to, and to spend time in leisure with the father and, and just to sit in prayer with him without having an agenda of, of, okay, I have to do this, Lord, can you help me with this? Or I'm stressed about this or what's up with this? Um, you know, and instead just being able to sit um, and listen, you know, like not even like a rosary planned. Um, it's instead of like, I'm going to come to my holy hour with X, Y, and Z to do, you know, I, I'm, Instead, I'm, I'm going to come with a heart receptive and ready to listen and, and to be romance and, and, and just like to kind of sit there and let God's time. And that doesn't mean you have to sit there in silence and then like, all right, when is it something that happened? You can be led, you know, to other things like prayer, um, rosary or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think my uncle says like, like, you, like when you get to the point where you're just gazing into the eyes of Jesus in prayer, you know, like those rosaries and things have gotten you to the place where you need to be and you can kind of be in that moment and, and be with Jesus and gaze at him and just like, just feel like the burdens in your life kind of be kind of lifting. Right. And so I think that that's just like being able to get to that point where I can surrender so completely has been tough. I think um, I, as a person who has a lot of 
obligations, you know, like um, uh, jobs, uh, relationship, friendships, um, having to make and cook my food, you know, adulting. I this this new word I didn't even know. Like, like crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and like seriously, to all the parents out there that are listening, it's I have so much respect for you, and it's you guys are superheroes because. I can barely adult on my own and you guys are doing it and taking care of other human beings. Get yeah, you are amazing. Absolutely amazing. You're going to have to try my egg sandwich sometimes. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it is delicious. Nate. <laughs> Perfected it. Perfected. <laughs> Perfect. Oh dude, I'm sure I, oh, dude, I love making some breakfast. So good. But yes, but, um, but yeah, and, and God gives you the graces to do it obviously. And so I'm um, not too concerned. I know that I'll be able to, cross the bridges that God has for me in life. But, but yes, I think with all the obligations, I think having a restless heart, you know, and, uh, and not trusting in God's reckless love, you know? And so one thing that I I've been doing recently to kind of combat that is like, I've been like envisioning and like a lot of my prayers, like, like God is like, like a literal, like King or like, like, or like, like a, and it's going to sound weird, but like, like a superhero. I'm like, he's like defeating enemies for me, you know, like, like in, in prayer and encounter, they would talk about like, when they pray over me, they would be like, it see you as like a knight. And I was like, all right, whatever, a knight, like, I, I, what was that supposed to be? But then like, you can, it's, it's been this big vision for me. Um, and, and just, just in how my perspective is with the Lord, like he's my King, you know, like, and I'm, I'm his, like, just like a knight for him. I'm a knight of the Lord and it's going out there and serving him. But, but I think in doing that, like, it's, it's just like this, or yeah, your King or your superhero or whatever. It's like, he just, just, then you can kind of just see all the ways that he is really fighting for you. You know, like, it's not just some, just something like, all right, the Lord loves you type of thing. Like he is actively pursuing you, you know, like he's not going to, like Father Simon told me, he's not going to fumble me, which, I mean, I'm a big jock. He didn't know I played football, but he's like, he's a, <laughs> he, he seems like he knows what fumble is. He plays football. Like he's not going to fumble you. And, um, or in, at, at Medjugorje. He's going to throw you for an interception. <laughs> I hope I don't get intercepted, dude. I don't even, yeah, that's that the sounds painful. <laughs> that sounds painful. That there's sounds a, painful. There's, <laughs> there was a person that stopped me in Medjugorje. Medjugorje is an incredible place. And I was in line for a confession and a dude, my age from Austria, barely spoke English, but breaking like, you know, not broken English. It's not, not amazing. And he stopped me in line for confession. Um, this, this priest that we're going to go to spoke both, both Austrian and, and English. And so, and he, uh, stopped me. He was like, can I pray over you? I just got an image for you. And I was like, yeah. And so he stopped me, started praying over me and he started, and it, the stuff that he was saying was incredible. And I was like, whoa. And what he was saying was, he was like, you're, I see you as like, you're driving this boat and you are a horrible driver. I don't think he said a horrible driver, but like, you're not very good. And, and you keep I've seen on, Dom's driving. No, it's, it's not, not good. It's not good. It really, it was spot on, honestly. You think the car's bad, just wait until you see me in the boat. It's, it's horrible. And so <laughs> he's like, I, I was like, um, I kept on crashing into things. And he was like, you, and you always freaked out that you were going to drown, but the boat was never harmed and you were completely good and it was protected by the Holy Spirit. And I think that that is so true. And that's one of the ways that I've, I've struggled is just like every time that something um, that I, that I suffer or, or there's uncertainty, 
I automatically like, it's the end of the world. Like God isn't like, he's not taking care of me. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, and like, the, the, like the enemy is like, you know, plays and maybe on some anxieties um, or fears. And then he will use that, you know? And then all of a sudden I start stressing and, um, and, and, and then my, my prayers are good and I can't focus on the father and I can't trust him, you know, and um, I can't trust his plan for me. And so, so just kind of learning how to surrender and to trust, you know, a, a surrender to Jesus is simply just um, an act of trust in his love for, for me, you know, like that's all it is. Like, am I really going to say to Jesus that I don't believe in his love enough to, to give my heart to him? You know, like, could I really say that, you know, and, and that like saying that right now, I'm like, <laughs> what? No, like Jesus has got me, you know, but then when you get that exam coming up and then that like other obligation or, or, or the kid wants this or, or whatever your situation is, you know, you've got, you've got deadlines. It gets really stressful, you know, but it, there, it, he's got you, you know, I, 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 um, even my uh, supervisor at my, um, my work, I'm very fortunate enough that she is extremely religious, extremely religious person. She, her, her husband, left her and, and, and then she was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. And she would just lay them out in front of her on the table. And she'd be like, Lord, you got to pay these because I can't pay them. She was working three jobs and not just one, not just two, but three jobs as a nurse manager. Nurses work hard and they're usually just working one job. That's yeah. insane. And so, so she was, and she was raising four kids on her own oh. and, and she's praying over her bills. And she was like, somehow they all got paid. She gets some money from this. She get moved to another apartment with a discount and all these types of things. And she got all of her bills paid and she made it through that time. And it's, 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 it's that like, am I going to trust the fact that God's going to work those same miracles in my life? You know, um, I, I think that that is something that, so, so for example, um, when I was studying for my MCAT, I, uh, I, um, I, I was so excited. I had Nate praying a novena for me. I had so many people praying so hard for me. And I was going to take it on July 16th. And that was the feast day of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And I was so excited. I was, oh my gosh, I was pumped. And I was going to, con- I, was, I was finishing my consecration to the Blessed Mother on that day. It was the next oh. feast day. And I was finished my consecration and it was awesome. And I was so excited. I could not wait. And I felt so ready for that exam. I was just going to go in there and crush it. And I walk in to, uh, to take my exam. I just consecrated myself that morning. I walked to my exam on the 16th and I put my name down wrong. I put my name down. I got the first question wrong and that's a name <laughs> with a colon. And I didn't even get that right. I put Dom instead of Dominic and they didn't let me take the exam. They said, sorry, you can't take the exam because your name's Dom. And I was like, what? People have been, my dad literally didn't eat, like he fasted all day yesterday for me and, and all that's for, for not, you know, and I was ashamed and I was, uh, you know, I was angry. I was, I was praying so hard. Like, what, why couldn't you like, at least like, let me know, like ahead of time, just give me a clue, you know? Right. And I, so I, I was mad for a second. I was like, you know, like God doesn't really care about the little things. Like, and like there, there were these moments where it was just like, you know, like, how are you going to rationalize this? You know? And so I, um, but I, I can, I continue to pray through it. I continue to work through it. And I studied a little bit more and took, rescheduled the exam, uh, you know, after, you know, $400 later, you, there, there were prices that needed to be paid, which was, you know, I, I made a mistake, 
but I went and took the exam again and I, I got in the 99th percentile two weeks. Hey, ago. Yeah, buddy. And, and I, I, it was like, I got way better than I did any of my practice exams. And it was just like the Lord saying like, dude, like, come on, you know, like, like I gotcha. And it's just like what the, the Lord and like Peter, our good friend, Peter's talking, he's working on a book with his friend. He's just totally waiting, you know, like, and, and in Medjugorje, I, I remember talking to a priest in confession and, and, and he didn't even say anything profound, but it really touched my heart. It's like, God answers your prayers. He just takes his time, you know, like he just takes his time and he's waiting for that moment to give you what you have and more than you could ever possibly imagine. I didn't think I was going to score in the 99th percentile. I was shooting for media. I was shooting for an average, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I was legitimately, I I had no intention of doing that. Like he is just waiting just to pour out graces. Um, The thing is he just, he can't, he can't let those, those graces and those, those, those temporal gifts be more important than him, you know? And I think that's the only other thing that I've struggled with is like, what's the really the throne of my heart? Like, am I, am I using Jesus as a means to an end or as an end? Mm. So, you know, and if he's an end, you know, like that's, 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 that's what it needs to be. But, but if he's a means, like, like, even if he, even if you say that he's the end, like how, in what ways is, is he the means, you know, like, um, like what kind of temporal good do I think about more than I think about the Lord? You know, do I think about the job, my job, more than I think about the Lord? Is, is what I want to talk about on, on the tip of my tongue in the conversation, my favorite football team, or is it Jesus? You know, like, like, like who, what kind of friends do I have surrounding me? And like, are they people that Jesus would want me to hang out with? You know, like, and, and those things, if it's, uh, it, it just, it reveals to you in a very sombering way, like, like what, what is truly at the, at the centerpiece of my heart. I think in the homily today, Father Simon was talking about this in, in, in the gospel. He's talking about, you know, the diligent servant who does some pretty shady things, but he does them with diligence, you know? And Jesus is like, look at how diligent this servant was with, with these shady things. You people of light need to be this diligent with their faith, yeah. you know? And like, for me, I'm a diligent student. I'm a diligent exerciser. Or whatever, I'm a diligent person when it comes to hanging out with the people. But am I, am I as diligent when it comes to my faith? You know, like do I apply the same level of effort to yeah. that? You know, and so so like one thing is like just trying to translate. I've been taking you know notes a little bit at, during homilies. I've been journaling a lot, and and that has been so so powerful. And here's here's the guy to tell me that I got to get out of this library. But <laughs> but but I, I will eventually. But yeah, and so I think those are my two biggest um, kind of struggles, if that makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's funny too because we were talking about these microphones earlier too, yeah. and uh, they almost work too good. Apparently. They almost work too good. That's, they almost yeah. I, I, I'm... <laughs> no, I, just just back to what you were just just saying there, Don. I think one thing in the spiritual life, and and hopefully in regards to, you know, no matter where you are in your relationship with Jesus, you just heard about Mm -hmm. um, Jesus or whether you've been pursuing his heart and whether you've been letting him pursue your heart um, for the last 50, 60 years, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever, wherever you're at, um, 
in, in your spiritual journey, I think there might be a temptation. Um, at least I've experienced this in my own heart of just like yeah. be some spiritual desolation at some points. Like, man, I, I feel like I'm showing up. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm striving for the Lord. I'm, 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 coming yeah. to, I'm coming to mass, but maybe yeah. there's something blocking me from like truly experiencing that love that he has for me. Have yeah. you ever experienced that? And what, I guess, how do you approach um, maybe when, when God doesn't feel fully present in your life? Yeah, great question, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, that's hard. And you can look at your life and you I, I could probably name multiple things from like this is this is getting pretty close, you know, like to like to the point where like I need to make sure that you know, like you have like and they're not bad things, you know, like the things so if, if I get your question right, it's it's like the things that are that are that when I come to prayer, I'm like, I love you, Lord Jesus, but like, oh, this thing is kind of standing in the way, is what you're saying. Kind of, or, or even just whenever you like, maybe even go to prayer or maybe you're, you're in a mass and you just don't feel uh, like spiritually moved at all. Maybe you feel, yeah. like, maybe the yeah. thing that you've been praying for, like you, you haven't experienced mm. that. Uh, maybe, mm. maybe you're praying yeah. for virgin, you're praying for, um, you know, a certain result. You, you talked about that waiting process. Yeah. I, guess, how you, yeah. Um, I guess stay focused on the true good and, and, and not lose heart in the midst of mm. that process. Okay. Well, okay. That's, that's a completely different and awesome question. I love that. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, so you're, so you're asking like when God is waiting and you're waiting for God to, del- to deliver on his promises, how do you stay faithful and how do you, how do you still find the joy and the love of the father? I, um, yeah, man, that is, it's hard. I think, I think in one thing it's, it's, uh, and I'm going to sound like a football coach here, but, but just like your adversities in your life are an invitation for growth. You know, like the, those, those waiting periods are just an absolute invitation for growth, you know, and in some of my deepest, strongest and most fulfilling prayers, have been through that waiting, those times of waiting and feeling like I'm left um, alone from God. I think Jesus on the cross is like, Abba, Abba, why have you abandoned me? Like, mm. Father, like, why have you abandoned me? And the Lord Jesus, uh, the Father is just standing right behind him. He is so close to him. You know, like he's right there in his suffering. He's in the midst of that. And it just speaks to the fact that when we feel like we're, we're on that cross too, yeah. like, like when we're as like, we are doing the thing for the, for the Lord and, and he just isn't delivering and we're going through so much, you know, like he is right there with us. Like he is just so close and he, he he's weeping with us and he's feeling that pain with us. And and what it is in a lot of ways is an invitation to surrender. Yeah. You know, it's like what it, what it is, is, is when I, when I feel those things or when, when God doesn't deliver on, on the things that I'm asking for, you know, it's, it's not just, uh, it's just not just like, okay, I'll have to white knuckle it until yeah. these gifts come. Instead, it's a, how can I reorient my heart to, 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 let God be enough without this, you know, like, because what he is, what he has given me already is more than enough. It's his love. He has given freely his love for me. 
you know, and, and he wants me to realize that. And so I think, I think, I, I think in an honesty, just, just getting a little reckless, like mm-hmm. the Lord does. And, and I think in prayer, getting a little reckless, I, I think that that it, and, and what I mean by that is just being like, like, Lord, like, like, yes, like, 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 even if like this never happens, like, like, I just want you like, 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 like whatever comes with, with these temporal goods that, that might come my way or these graces or these achievements that I'm asking for or this gift or that gift or for all of this. I just want you and you are in the midst of all of it. You're here, you know, and just getting a little reckless, like it's, your love can become a little more reckless for the Lord. Like his love is for you, you know, in the midst of that time where you don't have the things that you're asking for from the Lord. Like, like you might be a little bit more prepared to leave the 99, you know, God's in your life for the one true God, just like he leaves the 99 sheep for you. You know, like if in, in that moment when you're feeling that most, that the farthest away. And so I, I guess, so, so to answer your question, man, I think it's, and I hate to sound just like a football guy, but I'm a football guy. And it's just <laughs> like, and like, it's, um, it is, it's like in a lot of ways, it's just, it's just an invitation. And like, it is, it is a chance to grow and it's not easy, but just, just viewing that as like an opportunity to, to reorient and to, and to rely more fully on just God's gifts. And, and the God's gifts that he already given and just God's love, you know, like, I think that is one thing that I, when I find myself suffering, that's one of the things that my heart always goes back to. Amen to that, dude. I think it was beautiful too, just bringing up adversity. I think that's one thing that kind of ties the human condition together. Like mm. a single person is going to struggle at some point. Yeah. And I'm sure that, um, you know, all of our listeners, including myself, and I'm sure including you, Don, we're going through yeah. a certain struggle it might be different than the struggle we were going through a month ago and, and yeah a different struggle than we'll be going through in a week or you know next month or next year right um, yeah it's the one thing that kind of connects us is this, this struggle and this, this adversity right and i i like to like what you said too there uh it kind of reminded me of just this idea of like if you love god for the mm. You know God in your life, like are you, you're just yeah. you're just loving the feeling, and you're not loving God. Yeah, it's kind of like you know him him kind of gradually taking the training wheels away. I, I love you know like after yeah. a retreat, right? Like yeah, we have these beautiful awakening retreats. Mm. Yeah. you know Indiana University. Sure, awakening. I mean, it changed both of our lives. Sure, uh, and that that feeling that's that 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 feeling of being on fire for the faith. Um, is something so beautiful and it's definitely the Holy spirit working. But mm-hmm. Eventually that, that feeling is going to die off, right? It's going yeah. to die off. It's how you respond in that adversity. Are you going to say, mm-hmm. Oh, well, Jesus, you must not love me because I don't feel on fire for you as I once did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's through that lack of feeling. It's like, do you truly love me? Mm-hmm. Not feeling of me, mm-hmm. me. Yeah. The father who gave you, right so it's it's, it's mm. that, that, and i think that's kind of what you're going with there um yeah it's just yeah just incredible so i love it one, yeah one thing too i, I <laughs> like if, if, if looking at your story that you just shared yeah uh, and all of those incredible incredible stories in in that one overarching story mm-hmm. if you could pinpoint a moment where maybe your life changed or maybe you were able to just truly just say yes to Jesus. What would be that moment? And how, mm-hmm. um, I guess, how can others, uh, maybe our listeners, uh, kind of look for those moments in their own life? 
Yeah. Um, wow, dude. Okay. That's an awesome question. And going back to what you said, yeah. Like when like, I love it and I love what you said about like loving God, even in the moments of devoid of feeling. And like, I think like, uh, like that's, that's one of the reasons that we, we fast, you know, like, like nobody feels like fasting. If you you feel like fasting, then I don't know, you must, uh, you must be doing something wrong. I feel like. And, and so I, I think I just love being hungry. It's, it's right. <laughs> it's just training your will. Right, you know, right, like, right. It's just like being able to say no to yourself so that you can learn to say yes to yourself and, and learn to say yes to God and, and to, to, to love him, even in the moments when it's difficult to like what you said, like that gives him the most joy because that, that is really an untouchable and indestructible. I like that word, but an indestructible love, you know? And so a moment in my life that was, that really turned my heart towards God and then how others can replicate it. Is that, is that what? Yeah. Or just, just be on the lookout. Yeah. Or be on the lookout. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, dude, like, I mean, conversion is obviously like a yeah, never ending. Like, like, and so like I, and I will be the first to tell you, I have a long, long way to go. <laughs> and and yeah, so I think that makes two of us. That's uh, right. <laughs> Which we're, uh, you're, you're, you're far, Nate. And, and I, I prayed a lot. And so I hope I've, I've learned things too, but, but yes, I, I do have a long way to go. And um, I think, and it's a, it's a decision that I have to make every single day to love Jesus, you know, and, and, and those little moments, you know, you know, they string together and, and, and that's, what's really beautiful about the faith is like, God doesn't just, you know, stop pursuing you. Um, so stop pursuing you after one moment of really cool awesomeness that he continues, you know, even when I'm unfaithful. Um, and so I think looking back, um, just, uh, I, I mean, I, I can think of so many moments where I'm like, wow, but, but I, I think I'll, I'll talk about, I mean, just recently I, I was going through some uncertainty and I, I can talk about one recent moment and I, um, I was just going through some uncertainty and in prayer and just like kind of, um, fear about the future and just, um, uh, just, just a lot of different emotions about, about things going on. And, for the first time, I was just staring at the tabernacle, staring at the Eucharist, and and just hearing God say, like, like, just just give it to me, like, like seriously, dude, like, just hand it over, like, stop, stop worrying about this, and just give it to me, like, let me be your anchor in this, and just like, just just like me, just like, but no, but you know, like kind of like like when somebody's your hand something, but you're kind of like not wanting to hand them it, you know, like you're kind of like, but no, but I, but what about this? What about that? You know, all this kind of stuff. But just no, 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 just, just, just give it to me. Like I will take care of this, you know. Like just, just rest for a second, and just, I, I just thinking about this right now. It's also makes me want to run to St. Paul's, dude. Like run to the the Eucharist because, like, I just, just staring there, just, just, just this level of peace. You know, just like, oh, like, wow. Um, like the Lord is, is here and, and, and he loves me. Um, gosh, it's, it's just, it's just, and he, he really cares about this stuff and he's going to take care of it. And just letting that be, be my support and be my anchor, just like kind of just um, when I, I'm placing my hope of peace in him. Like we can pray for peace. We can pray for an increase in love. We can pray for things for ourselves 
like these things for ourselves and for others. And like, and, and placing our hope of these things in the Lord, like he'll provide them to us. And so, so, so just learning that and placing that on, on Jesus' shoulders, I think is, is huge. I think one thing that just to be looking for is to pinpoint it. It's just, it, it, it'll happen. And this goes to my piece of advice. Um, I know that this, this podcast is probably wrong run along. So we should, let's wrap up here and I, I'll give you a piece of my advice. If that, did you think you have more questions Dane, or do you think that's dude, you, you go ahead. Um, I, was <laughs> and then I want last, you to, I, was I want you my to, last question. Anyway. Okay, good, good, good. I, I will give a piece of advice and then I want you obviously pray us out and do all the closings and, and, and all that very important. Yes. You, you know more better than I do, but if so, so the thing that, so like looking for this is just like, he's, God is doing this in your life. Like every single day, like he is calling like you to him and he is romancing your heart. So Einstein says that there are two ways to live your life. One is as if everything is a miracle. And the other way is, as is as if nothing is a miracle. You want to be the first one. You want to be the former rather than the latter. You want to be the person that sees the ways and every single day that God is pursuing your heart and is helping you, fighting for you. You know, like, like, yeah, it could be as easy as, as somebody like gave you a ride home. Just be like, oh, that guy was just trying to be nice. Or but no, like, like the Lord just gave you a gift, you know, like, or just finding like, or just, just something nice happened at work or like you got this little extra gift or something. And you could just be like, oh, this happened just because of this. And you can trace it back logically or it was just a coincidence or whatever. But no, 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 no. Like, yeah. this is the Lord. Like, like see it, like learn to believe and see this, you know, like, like it's, a, it's, a, it's an act of faith. And this, this is our cue that we've got to close this out. I think the, the one, the last thing, the last thing that I will say, this if, if this guy ever, he's going to, there you go. And so, so that's good. Him on the podcast. The lights, that's right. The, the lights are going right. <laughs> to the go out in here in a second, but I, I'll continue, even though I'll probably get very scared. And, and so it's, it's um, the, um, the, the point, the moral of this is, is it's just like, like I'll, I'll give you one last story. So this is my glory story. It's, it's Nate and I were fasting on Friday for a woman in Kayla who has extremely uncertain time. And she's taking care of her elderly grandma, grandmother and great grandmother who are both, um, who both fell and they both severely hurt themselves. And she is struggling with financing care for them. And she's struggling to take, she's struggling to take care of them herself. And she's also trying to do her job. And if she misses a day, they're not going to let her pass the course that we're both doing for the for my nursing assistant job. She's super stressed. And so she also is a believer. And I was like, my friend Nate and I are going to be praying for you. And we're going to fast for you on Friday. And this was Friday. We fasted for her for like, like what, seven hours? My work's like eight hours. We were fasting and just kind of praying for her. And by the end of like almost at the end of the day, she gets a call from the state of Indiana. And the state of Indiana is like, we are going to find a way to compensate you for taking care of your grandmother and great grandmother. Like at the end of the day, when we were praying for her and she's like, the prayers worked. And I was like, yeah, they did like praise Jesus. And so like, like you could just say, well, that's obviously they should, right? Like, like that makes sense that they should and all this kind of stuff. But no, 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 no. That is the Lord working in our life. You know, he, he works in these ways in which he, he is revealing himself in, in, through the acts of others, you know, he is revealing himself in those ways. So, so look for those. I think that's just, it's going to fill you with so much joy and you'll be like, what? 
The Lord is working here. The Lord is working there. And then you can see these bigger ways and bigger ways. And it's like, whoa, like, like all these things. The Lord is just pursuing your heart and you'll feel so loved. And um, pray for me that I can do that more as well, because we all can dive more fully into that trust of, of the way the Lord is working. Amen to that, buddy. Dude, um, first of all, that quote uh, from Einstein. Uh, yeah, dude. dude. That sounded more like a Mother Teresa quote. <laughs> uh, seeing seeing, seeing yeah. your life um, full of miracles. Mm. Uh, right? Like, so true. And like, just something I've been kind of praying through as well. It's just like being able to see Christ um, in every single person uh, in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we can all carry out this week. Um, and if you have made it to the end of this podcast, <laughs> uh, I know this, I, I haven't even seen the time on it, but I could imagine a little bit longer than our first one. So seriously, uh, if you have listened this, this long, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. It means the mm, world amen. to both of us. Um, and just to dump, <laughs> thank, thank you, man, for, oh, for sharing your, you, for man. sharing your testimony, for sharing yeah. your story, man, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, that's the most powerful witness to the love of Jesus Christ is the story mm-hmm. and, and, and the true witness um, that Amen. we have to him Amen. working in our lives. So um, just, a, just a couple of things before we, uh, before we wrap up um, is just, first of all, we're going to be praying for you. Uh, we have also talked about doing that daily rosary, which will be coming up. We have a social media we have an instagram page now so um if you're listening to this please go give us a follow it is iron underscore sharpens underscore iron and then there was a lot of iron sharpens iron so we added an <laughs> underscore ave uh, <laughs> uh, so iron sharpens iron ave go give us a follow and in the next few weeks we're going to be starting a rosary that will live stream there uh, it'll be absolutely beautiful because ultimately um yeah, we are uh, surrendering this podcast to the Blessed Mother and allowing her spouse, the Holy Spirit, to work through us. So that is the idea. Um, mm-hmm. And anything you'd like to wrap us up with, Tom, before we pray us out? Oh, my gosh. Just uh, I pray that the Lord Jesus will reveal the ways that he's loving each and every one of you today. Lord Jesus, bless you. And thank you so much for listening. This one was long. We appreciate it. <laughs> and thank you, Nate. You were a fantastic host. You had great questions. <laughs> it was an incredible story, and I hope that the listeners loved it as much as I did. So let's go ahead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Ah, Jesus, thank you so much for this day, for this time that we've been able to spend on this podcast. And thank you for every single one of our listeners. Lord Jesus, touch their heart in such a beautiful and profound way today and help them in whatever struggle they may be going through uh, this very day. Lord Jesus, in this week, in this time, guide our hearts to your most sacred heart. Mm. Please help us to live and to do your will in all things, to glorify you in all things. Amen. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. May the Blessed Virgin Mary pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.